Good morning. All right. Thank you. Glad to see you today. Glad to have you online uh, worshiping with us today. I wonder if you saw a, uh, a letter that went out and it was published on, online in Harper's Magazine uh, this week. And uh, it was written and signed by 153 uh, elite writers and thinkers and cultural contributors. Uh, the letter was entitled, A Letter on Justice and Open Debate. And this is a short letter and it, it speaks against what has been no, become known as the cancel culture. And that phrase, cancel culture, uh, describes a growing tendency from both the right and the left to shout down and essentially erase anyone whose ideas or speeches or tweets or t-shirts or mistakes fail to conform to their morality. It's beyond an, a good old-fashioned boycott. Uh, the cancel culture seeks to publicly shame, crush, and eliminate rather than to debate or persuade. As I read it, the intent of the letter was to encourage free speech and open debate and tempered judgment, stating, the result of this canceling tendency has been to steadily narrow the boundaries of what can be said without fear of reprisal. This stifling atmosphere will ultimately harm the most vital causes of our time. And it may be no surprise that this letter has received both praise and scathing criticism. And I'm not trying to endorse the letter or its signatories here, but I bring it up because uh, I too have been very concerned with uh, this cancel culture. In my estimation, whether it comes from the right or the left, it is loveless, merciless, and uncharitable. It is perfectly willing to attack people rather than their ideas. It seeks consensus by elimination rather than by persuasion. It is interested in power and control, not in diverse relationships. It necessitates arrogance, resorts to name-calling, and thrives on fear. And frankly, it's just not interested in changing anybody's mind. Rather, it's just interested in silencing the opposing voice. And so it's fine to go on Instagram and share funny cat videos, but if you decide to speak your mind, you better watch out. This is the cultural moment that we live in. In the raging debates about the solutions to the pandemic, and social unrest and racial inequity and economic downturn. Blame and criticism seem to be the name of the game. Last week I used the phrase recreational indignation. It's human nature, right? It's the grown-up version of the playground. I push you down to push myself up. I make you look bad to make myself look better. I feel worse about you to make just feel better about myself. It has become a culture of condemnation. Love your enemies, bless those who curse you, forget about it. The cancel, cancel culture says, we will love you until we catch you stepping out of line and then we're coming loaded for bear. It's a culture of condemnation. And so against that backdrop, I want for us to look 
passage from Romans. And really, mainly, just the first verse. And I want to, from this passage, I want to speak to you a word of comfort and a word of encouragement. So first, a word of comfort. In the arid deserts of the culture of condemnation, the gospel of Jesus Christ is an oasis of grace and love. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a paradise, a safe, fortress city of divine love and acceptance. Well, maybe for you, the problem of condemnation isn't one of social issues on social media. Maybe for you, the voice of condemnation sounds a lot more like that awful third grade teacher you had all those years ago. Or like a father who could never be pleased. Or like an ex-spouse. Or a traumatic experience that just won't go away. And it is into these voices of condemnation, whatever it is for you, that St. Paul thunders the decisive healing declaration of grace. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For whatever triggers insecurity in you, for whatever way someone has told you that you don't measure up, or whatever way you don't think you measure up, uh, and for whatever ism you try to cover that up with, with workaholism or alcoholism or perfectionism, and the list goes on, hear St. Paul's gospel message to you. There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. This is Christianity's breathtaking, scandalous declaration of freedom. In a culture that has a million ways to say you'd better not step out of line or else. Jesus says no matter how you stepped out of line, I love you. And Jesus says, I know you were hurt when you stepped out of line. And I know you've been hurt when others have stepped out of line. And I know you've been hurt by condemnation of others, but I have come not to condemn, but to save the world. And so we say, well, yes, but what about that time in college, Jesus? <laughs> or what about uh, the divorce, Jesus? What about the pornography? What about the decade that I didn't go to church? We clamber to find a catch, but St. Paul doesn't blink because there is no catch. There's no asterisk. There's no qualifier. There's no fine print. There's no way to earn it. There's no way to escape it. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now, of course, now people can still... Still say mean things to you if you're a Christian. In fact, sometimes people will say mean things because you're a Christian. We, we still live in the world. But what this gospel message means is that you and me, that we are no longer defined by what others think or say about us. We're not defined by our failures. We're not defined by our successes or the pressure to succeed. You are defined 
instead by what God says about you. You are, you are defined because Jesus paid the price for your sins on the cross, for all the ways that you have not loved God and all the ways that you have not loved your neighbor in thought, word, or deed, things, do, left, things done or left undone. Jesus took it all upon Himself so that when you come before the throne of God's holy and righteous judgment, there's only open arms. Because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If your faith is in Jesus Christ's saving work, then when the Father looks at you, He's not looking to weigh the, the sum of your failures and successes. If you're in Christ Jesus, the Father looks at you and sees Jesus. And St. Paul says something very interesting. He says this is not behavioral. This is environmental. What I mean is that it's not because of what we do, it's because of who we are in. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Now what does St. Paul mean by that? I want you to picture for a moment a, a dolphin swimming in the ocean. Now, it's a beautiful scene, right? The ocean is beautiful, but the ocean can also be very dangerous. And for this particular dolphin, she has been injured by, maybe it was a net, uh, a tangle with a net of a fisherman or, or a, a fight with a shark. She's hurt. She can't swim well like she should, and so she can't hunt well like she should, and so she, things aren't looking good for this dolphin in this eat-or-be-eaten world that she lives in. She was born into it. But almost miraculously, and by no effort of the, of the dolphins, she is found by a kind fisherman who takes her out of the ocean and puts her, takes her to SeaWorld. And in SeaWorld, she's in a totally new environment. She's not in the ocean anymore. She's in the tank at SeaWorld where she is loved and nurtured and brought back to health. She's always safe. She's nuzzled and nourished and taught tricks. And sometimes, sometimes, even though she's in the tank at SeaWorld, she's going to act like she acted in the ocean, right? She, she may never lose all those old ocean impulses. She may never get as good as the other dolphins at the tricks, but her behavior doesn't change the fact that she's not in the ocean anymore. She's in the tank at SeaWorld, right? She, she's, and in this tank, she's always safe. And she's always cared for. In a sense, there's no condemnation, right? And, and, and it's not her behavior that determines that, it's her environment. St. Paul says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If Jesus dwells in you and the Spirit of God dwells in you, then you are in the Spirit. And if you are in the Spirit, then you cannot be in the flesh. It doesn't mean that you won't still have those old ocean impulses sometimes. It doesn't mean that you will learn all the tricks. But it does mean, it does mean that in Christ Jesus, you are always safe. That you are always cared for by your loving Father. And that there is no condemnation for you. 
The gospel is the polar opposite of the cancel culture. The gospel is a holy God giving his life for unholy people rather than canceling them, which would have been his and his right to do, and probably only his right to do. The gospel is the good news of a merciful and loving God whose arms are open to you in Christ Jesus. The gospel is an oasis of grace. That's the word of comfort. That's the word of comfort. Very quickly, the word of encouragement. Church, I encourage you to embody this gospel to the world around you. I encourage you, church, in this cultural moment, in this culture of condemnation, we have an extraordinary opportunity. We have the opportunity to welcome people, even those who would condemn us, into an oasis of grace. To those who have been shamed or canceled or disgusted or enraged, can we let our thoughts, words, and deeds and Facebook posts be fragrant with the truth that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus? To those with whom we disagree or in whom we are disappointed, can we offer love because we have been loved and forgiveness because we have been forgiven? It is our duty as Christians to speak against injustice and to take action against that which is wrong. But if we do it with hatred and volume rather than with patience and grace, we are not just missing a gospel opportunity, but we are in danger of missing the very gospel itself. So I encourage you to show the world that there is a better way, a higher way, and invite them to the gospel comfort that you know, that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen.